his life today and celebrate what God has done for him. If I haven't met you before, I'm Pastor Bill Crabtree, one of the pastors here at Silverdale Lutheran. We're, we're very grateful to have you here. So this is a worship service, and as even as we celebrate Gary's life, and so your parts are here in the program and in the bulletin, and with that I ask you to stand as you are able. So welcome in the name of Jesus, the Savior of the world. We are gathered to worship, to proclaim Christ crucified and risen, to remember before God our brother Gary, to give thanks for his life, to commend him to our merciful Redeemer, and to comfort one another in our grief. All who are baptized in Christ have put on Christ. In his baptism, Gary was clothed with Christ. In the day of Christ's coming, he shall be clothed with glory. Amen. Amen. Eternal Father, maker of heaven and earth, who formed us from the dust of the earth, who by your breath gave us life, we, we glorify you. Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, who suffered death for all humanity, who rose from the grave to open the way to eternal life, we, we praise you. Holy Spirit, author and giver of life, the comforter of all who sorrow, our sure confidence and everlasting hope, we worship you. To you, O blessed Trinity, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. And we join in singing. Grace and glory, 
We remember before you today our brother Gary. We thank you for giving him to us to know and to love as a companion in our pilgrimage on earth. In your boundless compassion, console us who mourn. Give us faith to see that death has been swallowed up in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that we may live in confidence and hope until by your call we are gathered into our heavenly home in the company of all your saints through Christ Jesus our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. After Drew shares some of his words, I'm just letting people know that we will have a time where people can, can either stand in place or come forward and share a few words. So I'll just let you know that at this point. We do celebrate Gary's life today, but we do that on the foundation of God's word. And so we hear first from Isaiah 40. The prophet proclaims, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. And from Paul's letter to the Romans from the 8th chapter. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If in fact we suffer with him so that we also may be glorified with him. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how we should pray, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What then are we to say about all of this? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? Oh, it's God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to invite Drew forward to share some words and about his dad, and um, we do gather to celebrate and give thanks to God for Gary. So, Drew, please. First off, I'd like to sincerely thank everyone here for sharing this day with us. This day of celebration, as we, together, rejoice the end of suffering and celebrate the Lord's decision to raise Gary up by his side. While I am here today, saying the words I've never wanted to say, giving the speech I've never wanted to give, I feel fortunate. I feel fortunate that I have the opportunity as an adult to talk to you about my dad. I was only 13 the first time that my dad was diagnosed with cancer in 1998. Despite a 10 to 15% chance of survival, with the help of his amazing surgeon, Dr. Michael Yonkai, my father fought hard, stubbornly, as he tends to do, and survived. So thank you for this opportunity. So, a little about Gary Arthur Ludwig. My dad was born and raised in rural Wisconsin. Gary had a typical Midwestern childhood, meaning that he had a big family and a father and mother that instilled in him the morals, principles, and integrity that made him an amazing father. He was one of six kids, three boys and three girls, and thankfully one of them, his brother Doug, was able to make it here today. He was the sole family member to visit last year while my father was still alive, and it meant so much to my dad. That visit stayed with him in his heart until his last day. The very last time my dad was able to use his phone, it was a text his brother got. And of course, it was during a piracy. <laughs> Gary graduated from Medford High School of Wisconsin in, uh, in Medford, Wisconsin, in 1969. He started college, uh, and uh, he started college and soon after received an infamous letter in the mail for that time. In that year's Vietnam War, random selection sequence by birthday. His birthday, April 24th, was 002. Instead of winning a chance to sign his fate, he voluntarily enlisted in the Air Force. Soon thereafter, he was stationed at Travis Air Force Base in Fairfield, California. His life there in California led him to meet his wife, my mother, Gabby. They were on track to celebrate 48 years of marriage next month. After the Air Force, Gary decided to continue serving his country as a civilian. He completed an apprenticeship at Mare Island Naval Shipyard and began a 40-year career working for the United States Navy. He started as an electronics mechanic and worked his way up the ranks until the day of his retirement, where his job with the Navy was best described by a colleague at his retirement party. He told me words I'll never forget. He said, I wish I could tell you what it was, 
but your father did amazing things for his country. You should be very proud of him. In his later years, I was never allowed to know the true details of my father's work, and somehow that mystery made me even more proud. But despite professional success, my mom would argue that Gary's favorite job started in 1984. After 12 years of trying and multiple medical setbacks, my parents finally had a child that crossed the finish line and made it into this world. <laughs> my dad loved being a dad. Over the past weeks, it's been overwhelming discovering how many keepsakes he's stored over the years. It's almost as if nothing else mattered in his life besides his family. He kept every golf scorecard, C-Lip pass, Father's Day card, receipt, souvenir, school newspaper clipping, and photograph over all the years. And I could continue on about his love for being a father, but I need to be able to finish this without taking up the rest of the service and get me through this. So, so onward. Gary Arthur Ludwig was a practical joker. And at the request of my mother, I will omit what I feel are the best details. <laughs> but, but I will say he taught me the art of the disproportionate response. When someone plays a joke on you, you don't react. You don't react, you respond. And if a joke is done right, everybody laughs. No one gets harmed. He just loved to make people laugh. And I, I know that's why I like to he loved comedy that was based on wit, on, uh, on wordplay and satire, not humor and things that hurt other people. Uh, and he taught me the importance of humility. He taught me that laughing at yourself is one of the greatest signs of confidence. And he loved to golf. He, if he was having trouble falling asleep, he would picture himself at the first tee of his favorite course, the Cascade course at Bull Mountain. He had the course memorized. So he would just, in his head, play stroke by stroke until he drifted off. While cleaning up Dad's office, we found where he had written, where he had written the final to-do list for his last year alive, and uh, golf with me was at the top of that list. But, but mostly, of all things, Dad was a fighter. He fought until the very end with everyone. With me, my mothers, my mother, my mother, his doctors, uh, finding anything he possibly could to, 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 get, to get himself another day. He wanted to walk, he wanted to do everything himself. He wanted to keep going. But for almost a year, he couldn't eat food, drink water. He had lost his sense of his sense of taste. He lost his ability to speak, his ability to hear. There was nothing left. The cancer had taken it all away from him. But still, he kept pushing. He still wanted to know what was next. What was going to happen tomorrow? I don't know if I could ever be that strong. Uh, in his workshop, his workshop is really as my mom will agree, it was just him slowly annexing more and more of the garage. Uh, you'll find a custom-built workbench, a custom work table, uh, drawers, all labeled, everything organized, everything in its place. And over the 
spent a moderate amount of time out there. It's a good place for me to, to sit, sit around and think. Everything is still in its place, so we have to keep up with it. Everything ready to go for the next project. A whiteboard, a silk cover in its handwriting, a list of uh, maintenance tasks and, uh, and new projects, all for tomorrow. Uh, woodworking magazines, DIY magazines, the whole area is a true testament to its optimism. It seemed that he spent so many years planning for a life he never got to live. So much preparation for someday, for one day, and it gave me the thought that maybe we can find ways to live it for him. So the next time that you have a really good meal, any meal, You can. nostalgic today. Let's rock back about 25 years to the year 1993. In the year 1993, for many of us sitting here today, a group of assassins called the 
Base Realignment Committee decided to get rid of Mare Island Naval Shipyard. And at that particular point, uh, many of us were overwrought with angst, wondering what is going to be our future. Well, quite shortly after it was announced, uh, it came to our attention that the project that we, we as a group were working under was going to be moving north to Puget Sound Naval Shipyard, and that a group of selected individuals would come with the project up here and be a part of Puget Sound Naval Shipyard and continue on in our careers. Gary was a part of that, and fortunately, when I talked to him and asked him if he was willing to make that trip, he cleared it with Gabe, and uh, we made the trip north, and he became a part of the planning and estimating team, along with the engineering group, of which many are in this particular crowd today. Our first availability was a tough one because we were new to the shipyard, and we were not sure of the processes and procedures, but Gary, one of the key architects of my particular group, was able to help us get online quickly, and with the engineering and our planning group, we were able to execute our first availability already 15 successfully. Now, if I can take a moment, I'd like to say that People that know Gary know he has a wry, or had a wry sense of humor. And uh, one of his great weak weaknesses was the Green Bay Packers, okay? And he used to drive everybody in our code absolutely nuts talking about the Green Bay Packers, particularly me because of my penchant of being a Raider fan, of which he told me one time, he says, you know, you're really lucky. You don't have to worry about an NFL draft because you get all your clientele for the team out of San Quentin. <laughs> so then I said, yeah. And then he, then he goes on about Brett Favre, how much he loves Brett Favre. And I, and I said, yeah, I love him too. I love it when I listen to him pimping blue jeans and copper-infused compression wear. <laughs> anyway, so Gary had that great sense of humor. I remember one time, another time we were talking about our early days and the jobs we had and that and everything else, and we talked about paper routes. And I was telling him, yeah, I had one in Vallejo, and if we had, I had to do it twice a day, and it got so cold that sometimes down there at 20 and the wind would blow off that bay, and it was just terrible. And Gary says to me, he says, yeah, it was pretty cold back where I was at, too. And I says, yeah. I says, how, it got to the 20s for me. How, did, how was it for you? And he says, well, it got down to 40. And I said, well, that's not bad. It's just 40 below. <laughs> and I said, you got to be kidding. I says, what's that like? And he says, one word, <coughs> still. <laughs> anyway, so Gary always had that good sense of humor always was part of our team in ocean engineering, ended up being a branch head in the business office and retiring out of there, and then going on and becoming a contractor. And how did I know he was a contractor?
his phone on me, telling me, come on, Ken, go back to work with me. Yeah. And, he, and, and he went all over the world, and, but he did it for his staff because he loved Gabe, he loved Drew, and he loved his family, and he was looking out for them. And to this day, I will always think of that when I think of him, and I just hope that when the day comes that I'm able to meet him again and thank him for all he did for me. Thank you.
biopsy. And uh, I want to affirm um, what a beautiful, beautiful eulogy that was to refer you to give your father. And every aspect of that was so true. I just found myself nodding my head uh, so often. I remember you were in junior high. I remember how, how motivated <laughs> he was to, to have you get to adulthood. So it was so poignant for you to mention that as your very first uh, thing.
He wasn't really drinking anything anymore. Um, it's just the process of what happens as his body and his health was fading. But we still got together and we still played. And as Chris had pointed out, as things got more difficult for him, he would still talk like this. He would answer us and do things exactly like he said. And something like that, whenever I hear anybody's elbow on the table, I'm going to be thinking about Gary. One of the things on his list that he mentioned was to fly. And I know for a fact that there was something that he had done before. It was on his list because he wanted to do it again. Plans were made for him to fly. I do know who the pilot was who was going to take him flying. That was my husband, Clark. They spent a lot of time together working. And that one time when they had the opportunity to fly, Clark has the pictures for it. All you could see was a big smile on his face. It was one of the highlights of him being able to fly. So knowing that he had that on his list again, in my heart and Clark's heart, I know how wonderful that was because he wanted to do it again. He wanted to fly. He wanted to be out there and have that freedom and be able to experience what he wasn't able to experience as his health started. So that and all the other things that he has to do, I just want to say thank you, all of you, Chris, Drew, Tammy, Doug, for sharing it with us, sharing it with all of us. It was a friendship that we all hold in our heart and remember. Thank you. Tom Schindler. I met Gary at Life Cycle Engineering. He came to work about eight or ten years ago. There's quite a group of us back here. Um, but Gary went to Japan with us a bunch of times. He really enjoyed it. And, and we got to see his competitive edge in our nightly cribbage games that involved a little bit of drinking and some very competitive point counting. Um, so, so it was a, a great experience for all of us. But even up to the end, he always came in and said, put me on the list for the next trip. Um, I'm ready to go. Like, and he never, never complained about his issue, never complained about how he felt. He was just a real strong guy. Uh, he enjoyed coming to work, which was amazing in our outfit of uh, strange folks we have up there. But he always, always concerned about us. I had a medical episode in Japan. And he's calling me about how, how do I feel instead of himself, you know. So I thank him for that. Uh, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy. Thank you. Okay, let's do one more, and then we'll keep sharing some stories here. Hi, Keith Phillips. I work for Life Cycle Engineering, and I've known Gary the last seven years. And in the last two years, I was the when we stood the office up, took it upon himself to say, I care about everybody else and that I want to sit in a separate office room because he knew he was always clearing his throat. He was always, you know, a little loud. And uh, I took one 
trip in there and stayed. And we both had kind of similar backgrounds, branch managers and stuff in the shipyard and where he came from. And we talked a lot. We talked about, and I had never met Drew, but we talked about his son a lot. Uh, and he was very thankful for that son. I have seven. Uh, but he and constantly talked about his mother, the family, the next trip to Wisconsin, putting on the cheese head and going to a game. But Gary, what I just wanted to share for a moment, the years that I've known Gary, one of the most sincere, forthright, dedicated men I've ever met. And in the short period of time I met him, and when I was a lead at the time, if I asked Gary to do something, he was on it. No matter how he felt, no matter what the conflict of the day was, and he turned out great products, constantly dedicated to continue to serve the nation even as a contractor. But we shared a lot in common. We talked about our families constantly. And I'll tell you what, I, I miss Gary. He was a, you know, even with all of his problems, he was the light that Christ wants all of us to have in our life. He showed Christ in everything he did. And I'll tell you, Gabby and Drew, he loved you very much. So ever be thankful, all of you, for the time, the years, most of you knew him. Some of us just had a few, but we are thankful for that. And he's in God's hands. Thank you. Thank you all. It's beautiful tributes. Beautiful tributes. And we'll keep sharing some of those stories. This is really... Easter for Gary, and so I'd like for you, if you're able to stand and share in the Easter olive as we hear our gospel for today. Alleluia! Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the dead. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. The gospel from John 10. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. The, my Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. And no one can indeed separate my sheep from me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. I so appreciate all the celebrations, all the testimonies to how indeed, as was said, the light of Christ shone in this this amazing servant of Christ. I'm very thankful, as has been mentioned, for his love for his family, for his church, for his friends, for his workmates, for his country, for the Navy, for all that he has done for all of us. And I also, too, celebrate his endurance and his fortitude, his battle with cancer. Um, you know, one of the toughest person, people I've ever um, ministered. For sure. You know what? And so someone with that kind of endurance, and someone who's gone through all of that with the grace and the strength that he did, makes so 
some of the promises we've heard in our scriptures today just all the more powerful. You think about Isaiah 40. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings. They'll fly as an eagle. Gary waited. And we have the promise that because he's connected to Christ that um, he has renewed his strength. And then from Romans 8, where Paul says that nothing can separate us, that we have a spirit of adoption, that we can cry out to God as Father. When I would have communion with Gary, or I would talk with him, or even when we'd go golfing, he had the spirit of adoption. He knew he was a child of God. A lot of folks would wrestle, and as we all do sometimes, with God's will and why things happen the way they do, but he knew he had a promise in the midst of what he was going through. He was God's child. And so he knew that nothing could separate him from the love of God in Christ Jesus, and certainly cancer included. John 10. My goodness. No one who is in the Father's hand can be snatched away. You know, there isn't much that can stand up to the kind of suffering that we see in the world sometimes, and that the kind of suffering that Gary had to endure. There isn't much that can stand up in the midst of that. But these promises, these promises from God's Word, they can stand up to all that suffering and struggle. They were that which enabled Gary to shine the light have the attitude that he did. They were what gave him hope and strength each and every day of his life. Those promises can stand up to that suffering because the one who brought them to us ultimately went to the cross and was raised from the dead. That confirms that God is good and God loves us and we are his children and nothing can separate us from his love. That's what Gary clung to so beautifully, so passionately. Thinking about Gary being a great Packer fan, I started thinking, of course, that great legendary coach, Vince Lombardi, and I, I wondered if he said something that might help us. And I came across this quote. Vince Lombardi said, I firmly believe that any person's finest hour, the greatest fulfillment of all that one holds dear, is that moment when one has worked one's heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle, victorious. Gary left it all on the field for all of you and for his Lord. As Drew beautifully said, couldn't hear, couldn't speak, couldn't taste, couldn't smell. Had just used, it, used every ounce of his energy and he left it all on the field. And he was victorious. Some might say, well, he lost his battle with cancer. No way. Not because of all the great attributes that we've celebrated today. But Gary lied on that field of battle victorious because Christ is raised from the dead. And everything that's Christ is ours in the faith of our baptism. As we cling to him and 
We cling to our faith. Everything that's Christ is ours. Gary, yeah, was used up, left it all on the battlefield. Paul says, you know, I fought the good fight, <laughs> and I finished my course. Gary Ludwig, you know, I think Gary mentioned something about, I think I've gotten to the two-minute warning. And the game, you know, was over. But thanks be to God, because of the victory of our Lord Jesus, that game isn't over. And he is with the Lord. And he does not penetrate to sing and communicate. He does. He can hear beautifully. He doesn't have any pain or suffering, any tears left. He's now with the whole team, the whole church, the whole victorious saints around God's throne in that heavenly banquet. And he's enjoying that meal like never before because Jesus has defeated death and Gary was connected to Christ. And I pray you will know Christ and know that victory just like Gary did so that we can be in this moment a life that came too soon and went through too much suffering. But we can be in this moment and know that Jesus has the last word and he has welcomed his servant into his arms this day. Thanks be to God. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. I invite you to join with me and share in that faith, that faith that wins us the victory. And we join together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus. And for all of us as we join together. Almighty God, in holy baptism, you've knit your chosen people together into one communion of saints in the body of Christ. Give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your life and your peace. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to share the new life in Christ. Give courage and faith to all who mourn, especially hold Gabby in your care. We give thanks for Gary and her marriage and for Drew. Hold them and their friends and loved ones in your care and all of us that we may have strength for the days ahead and be able to cast our sorrow on you and know your care and mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, grant to us who are still in our pilgrimage and who walk as yet by faith, that where this world groans in grief and pain, your Holy Spirit may lead us to bear witness to your light and life. God, help us in the midst of so many things we cannot understand, to believe and trust in the communion of saints, 
forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection to life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we pray as our Lord has taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. With the promise that Gary is in the house of the Lord, we join in Psalm 23, and we read it responsibly. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, and guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Into your hands, O merciful Savior, we commend your servant, Gary Ludwig. We give thanks that you have acknowledged and received a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, and a sinner of your own redeeming. Do receive him into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of all the saints in life. Amen. After our service today, we have a reception in the fellowship hall. There are restrooms as you go on the right. Um, please join us and continue to share those stories, celebrate Gary's life. Um, and so I want you to please indeed join us and be invited to that. Invite you to stand as you're able. Receive God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. And we'll join in this great Easter hymn as we continue to celebrate Easter for our brother.
Let us go forth in peace. Follow